0: you want to go ahead and turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 2 and hold that place for just a moment. We'll get to the book of Isaiah chapter 2 in a little bit, but I want to begin this morning in the 122nd division of Psalm. Again, you can go ahead and turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 2 and uh, mark it with a ribbon or a clip or whatever you have or your finger. Then you can turn over into the book of Psalm and you can skip to the 122nd division. Division of the book of psalm and those are the places uh, along with some others that we'll read about here in just a little bit uh, But again, isaiah chapter 2 and mark that place and go into the book of psalm In the 122nd Psalm. Our title this morning would be it's time to Ascend Meaning to elevate time To Ascend which also means to climb. When you think of a song, maybe even a song like what you have in your book, it's got the stanzas, it's got the it's, it's a story that's being told to music. And I tell you that because I want to read, if I can, Psalm 122 and verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of of the Lord. Now when we look at the word glad. It means that they were going to rejoice and be happy. But also I want you to notice the, the, the tense. By which the word glad comes from. It's in what, what's called the perfect express. And all that means is that it is an action that's already been completed. But it has not expired. So for example. God has already given you what you need to find peace and joy and happiness, but it hasn't expired and it's not going to expire. Folks, if you are saved, you are eternally saved. But when we talk about the song and we talk about the condition of things, I want you to envision a mountainous region for just a little while. That's what these psalms are grouped together and called it's called the Songs of Ascent. Now, ascent means there was going to be a climb. There was going to be an elevation that's there. And probably from the Dead Sea up to this this place where Jerusalem is. And from Jerusalem and down to the sea, there's not a lot of land there. Probably 20-something miles to the Dead Sea and, I don't know, 40 miles, uh, I believe it is, uh, to the sea on the other side, out to the, uh, to, the, to the west. So to the east, you got the Dead Sea to the west. Uh, we can see there's a little bit more land, but you still... Have a, a, a descent that you're going to have. I'm telling you these verses this morning and I, I was reminded of some scripture found in John 5 and 1. Let me just read these to you. When Jesus said, after this, there was a feast to the Jews. And notice what happened. John 5 and 1 said, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. John 5, 21, Jesus went up to To Jerusalem. Now you can imagine a people. That were going to a holy place. That maybe that holy place had been torn down. But they had faith that it was there. Folks how important is it for you to go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Where is this place? Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Jesus went up to Jerusalem. So you can imagine a people that's about to go on this ascension. And as they were about to ascend, it was almost like, what are songs fitting for the occasion? You know, a lot of times if we're going to baptism, we'll sing a song, you know, uh, that talks about going to the water's edge or uh, a song about baptism. If we're a lot of times in a, a Christmas season, we'll sing Christmas songs. These are thematic songs that they were singing as they were headed to a place to worship God. But I want you to see if you can see the level of what's going on from the first of the song to the very end of the song. So let's start at the very first of this song. The song of, of ascent that we talk about. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. Here's a group of people that were at the very base of the mouth. They were about to send up and they were going to the house of the Lord. But notice that they did not go without some conflict along the way. Folks, I don't have a clue what kind of conflict that you faced yesterday. I don't have a clue what kind of conflict that you faced the day before this. But I do know this. If you will cry out to God, He will listen. God knows. God hears all these things. How many of us, have you ever just listened to a song and you want to remove that person and put yourself in that place saying, that's me? That's not a song about somebody else or another group of people. That is a song about me. This morning, I want you to know. For every person that can hear my voice, I want you to understand is that in my distress I cried to the Lord, and thanks be to God, He heard me. Have you ever talked to God in a place where He knew He heard you? Let's keep reading what we said. And again, I don't want to to, to read all of this entireness of the psalm. I don't, I don't hope, but deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongue. Notice the evil that he says is uh, that is um, around me. He says, fourth verse, sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. Notice the the, the evil that's around. um, Sixth verse, my soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace. But when I speak, they are for war. You know, a lot of times we just want to end up at Jerusalem. We forget that there's a journey along the way. Folks, if you were born into this world and you didn't need to be saved, then you would not be going through the journey of being lost. The only way you can ever be saved is to be lost. But you know what? God had that plan already with Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve sinned. So God said, no, we're not going to just automatically going to have a relationship now. There has to be a plan of redemption, folks. God created the plan of redemption. God never communed with man and said, man, what do you want to be forgiven for your sins? God set that precedent and it was his son, Jesus. Nothing else is going to be sufficient. Jesus is what we stand in need of. And when we talk about a song of an ascent, we're talking about a place that we're going to to go to this morning. And we've already got to the climax there in the the 122 there in verse 1. We went into the house of the Lord, but let's keep reading here. So could you imagine a people that was stopping and at the very foot of all these mountains, they get to the 121st Psalm, said, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills for which cometh my help. Hear this idea and you can see again that there was a, a song of ascent. These people were trying to get to a place. You know what today? There's a world out there right now that's trying to find peace. And you know what I believe? The only peace that they're going to find is in Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, let's define the name or the place of Jerusalem. It is called the city of peace. Now, we're going we're to get into this a little bit more. It's not so much in a place that you find peace. You're going to find it in a person. You know what? You don't find peace here at this particular church. You find that peace in a person being Jesus Christ, whom we all know that have been saved by his grace. What a common ground that we all have today. What a common experience that we all have that we know Jesus, and if you don't, then our prayer would be that you become to know Him in a peaceful way too. For out of the world, he said, I find people that are about war. I find people that are about battles. So the psalmist said, "I will lift up, I will lift up mine eyes on the hills, so it's come with my help. My help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. If you've ever gone hiking. ever try to go up a a pretty steep ascent. Now, some of these areas would go up anywhere from 2,500 to about, I don't know, around 3,700 feet of elevation, about 17 miles. So in other words, it's pretty steep. It was probably very easy for them to lose their traction and think, this is not something I can climb. It's going to be too steep. You know what, for all of us here today, we have to realize is that there's a song of a sin that sometimes we're looking at mountains that are, that are pretty steep. You know, a, 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 sometimes if we can find us a low, gradual hill, those are the ones I like to walk and run up and rock up. Why? Because they're lower and they're longer and we can kind of drag it out. Sometimes those mountains are pretty steep. Sometimes they're short. So sometimes we get intimidated by the steepness or the pitch, you might even say, of a mountain and we say, Lord, I'm not going to climb that mountain. Can I read you what the third verse said? He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. (laughs) He said He will not allow it to happen. You know how sometimes if you're trying to climb something, you need a good scotch? You know what what I mean when I say a good scotch? Maybe a good rock, or maybe a good piece of wood, or maybe somebody's hand, or maybe somebody's foot, that if they can just kind of wedge under your foot, then you establish and you're able to keep going. Aren't you glad today that we've got one holding us up that's not going to let us slip and fall? If we want to get to Jerusalem, if we want to get to this holy city, if we want to get to this place where we can find peace in our life, God will provide a way. I have no doubts about that. For he said, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth the will not slumber. The Lord is thy keeper, the fifth verse. And he says, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. I've already read to you Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So probably 2,500 feet, I guess, above sea level. Jerusalem is kind of elevated in a place. And you know what? That's an elevated place, and you can almost think that there's one. There's a different feel. If you've ever been up in the mountains here, you have 2, a mountain's area, 2,500 feet not a tremendous amount, but <clears throat> 2,500 feet, there's a little different in the climbing in one place versus another. You know, the world has a feel to it. But if you don't like the feel of the world, you don't like the, uh, the energy that the world has, get into the house of the Lord. You get in around God's people, and you know what? Things are just different around God's people. It's not that we're better. It's not that we're miraculous people. It's a fact of we do not cling to the things of this world. We cling to the promises of God. And that's what I want the world to know today is I'm not clinging on any kind of promise that somebody has told me, well, in five or ten years we're going to do this, folks. I cling to the very promise of God. We're going to make that ascend. We're going to make that song of ascension. We're going to make that climb up to Jerusalem. And I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. When you look at these verses... I think about how automatic people want things now. And when I say automatic, we're, uh, artificial intelligence is, is just running rapid and it's going to grow even more. But anyway, artificial intelligence is taking over more and more and more. You know, do we really want to get to a point that we want to replace the church with something else? I'll tell you this I believe that the church is a visible, living people. Amen. It is a living, visible people. We're not robots. Robots will vacuum your floors. Robots will wash your clothes. Robots will do all kinds of things, but I'll tell you this. Robots cannot touch your soul. I think, I forgot who it was that mentioned one day, is talking about the, the fireplaces on the TV. It's kind of, you know, sometimes you can watch those, but you don't feel the warmth of them. Folks, there's just something about being in the house of the Lord. There's just something about being around God's people. I just light up when I see saved people or people I go to church with or people I know from church. I get excited when I see them out. Why? Because they know what I know. They feel what I feel. And we're not just a bunch of people that's experiencing robotic motions. We're experiencing a true living God. I read not long ago, I guess it was, that somewhere, I believe it might have been, I don't forget where it was, it was outside the U.S. that. Now they're trying to create these priests that a robotic priest that can, can give blessings to people. Folks, aren't you glad today that we're not serving a robot? We serve a true living God that can speak to us, that can give us the things that we stand in need of. That, that church is not a place that we just go through a for formality, it is something that we desire to be in. And David said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. I don't think David was faking. I don't think David was lying. I believe he was truly excited about being here. Now there are some people that may not be here this morning or may be here this morning not because of their choice but because they had to. But you know what? Aren't you glad today that you and I can make a choice that we can ascend up into Jerusalem? That we can go to this place. And I was glad when he said it to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So many things that people are insincere about. So many things that people are really truly desiring of. Are you really truly desiring to be in Jerusalem, the very place, the very city of peace? Are you really desiring to be there? Or are we glad? Matter of fact, that's what the psalmist said. I was glad when he said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. <clears throat> we could probably discuss lots of benefits of going to church. I believe That There's some ideas, and I believe this, that if you go to church, your stress life's going to be a little bit different. You know why? If you're close to God, you realize you are not in control of so many things. Let me ask you something. What are you in control of? You can ponder that for a little while. What are you really and truly in control of? What happens when you live what is called a surrendered life? When you live a surrendered life, you realize these are out of your control. This is out of your hands. It's in the very hands of God. If people that, that go into the house of the Lord, that, that they live a life that is just surrendering to God, saying, God, this is all about you. I can't control it. I can prepare for it. I can get ready for it. And I can, I can deal with it. But the thing is, God, I need you. And that goes back to the 121st Psalm. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills for whence cometh my help. Are you glad today to know that that God is able to give us the things that we stand in need of? Notice what happens in the third verse. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord and the testimony of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment and thrones of house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. I want you to notice a shift from the 120th Psalm where he was in war. Lord, I'm looking to you and I'm excited about getting to Jerusalem. And you know what? Blessed are those that find peace in you. Matter of fact, skip on over to the 124th Psalm. See if you see a transition from the beginning of the psalm that said war and people that were out to get him and people that were out after them. 124th Psalm said this. This is the end of the, the song of a sin. Or this particular song of a sin. If it had not been that the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, did you see the difference Earlier, now again, this song goes for like, I don't know, 15 different chapters, I think. But this particular stands. this particular portion of it, he said, You know, I went from the people were fighting against me. Now all of a sudden the Lord was on our side, who men rose up against us. Then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. You want to talk about people feeling overwhelmed? And notice the tense here. The stream had gone over our soul. Past tense. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord. Who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. I want you to listen to that verse one more time. David said that we were about to ascend. And we were about to climb up to this very steep city, it's Jerusalem, city of peace. He said, but along the way, there's people that are willing to devour me. He said, there's people that want to hurt me. He said, they got their arrows pulled. He said, they got their guns loaded. He said, they got their swords that are sharpened. But if you'll notice what he begins to say here, He said, who hath not given us as prey to their teeth? Folks, today, if you want to get in the house of the Lord and you want to find peace in your life, there is nothing stopping you from finding peace except yourself. God's gonna, God can do that. And folks, I believe that God, if you remember when Daniel laid down in a den of lions, the Bible says that there was not a one of them that could harm him. Folks, God can close the mouths of those that desire to devour you. God can, uh, uh, God can remove the sword that is meant to harm you. God can do these things. But do you truly desire to get in the house of the Lord? See the ship that went from uh, wanting to be devoured to now he's finding peace. And he noticed, how did he, I didn't get to the 7th verse yet. How many of us can relate into to this? Our soul is escaped, has a bird out of a snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Could you imagine, you see what it's like when they got in the house of the Lord? Said, now we're, we're victorious. We were singing a song earlier about, about just that very thing. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Folks, this morning, I thank God that he is able to to give us what we need to overcome. God's able to give us what we need that we might be victorious. That doesn't mean that there's not evil out there trying to hurt you. But David said, I was glad when they said unto me, uh, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know what? I prayed that we would find peace uh, in our lives. Because if you notice what he says in the seventh verse, he said, may peace be within thy walls. This is Psalm Psalm 1 and 22 and 7. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. You know, I believe today that God wants us to be able to have peace in our life. What is it that we, what is it that determines the peace that we really do have in our life? Peace is where, uh, according to that seventh verse there, uh, when we find peace, we feel safe. I'm going to say that one more time. When we find peace, we feel safe. I don't know what it was like for you, but I want to give you a small summary of what it was like when I was lost. I would turn the closet light on as a teenage boy. I'd check all around my bed, and I was worried, and I was absolutely scared to death to go to sleep. You know what? I used to tell myself I was worried about who was there or what was going on. Truth is, there was a time in my life that I was afraid that I was going to die. and I knew I did not want to die and go to hell. I remember that night. It was in March, and it's coming up on another anniversary. I went home that night and I laid down. I went right to sleep, and I had absolutely no worries. That if I died in my sleep, that everything was going to be all right. Why? I was at peace because of the one that I had found, and that was Jesus. You may be here this morning and maybe you don't have peace in your life. You're you're going to find that that peace is not going to be in the world. That that peace is going to be in Him. And when you feel safe... That's when you're going to find peace. Psalm 120, they were beginning this song. Here they were. They were about to ascend up into Jerusalem. They hadn't found that place. But finally, when they get into Jerusalem, they find that peace. Does it make you wonder what John saw when he saw that holy city, New Jerusalem? Could you imagine how safe God's people are going to feel one day when we get into New Jerusalem? Never to be attacked by Satan again, folks. On the authority of God's word, I'm telling you that God's people are going to a place never to be attacked by Satan again. You and I are going to a place and I assure you on the authority of God's Word, our feet will not slip. We will not stumble. We will not fall. We're going to a place and I believe it's a city of peace. And you know why it's going to be a peaceful place? Not because we found our our grandmothers and our grandfathers that we love dearly. Folks, it's a city of peace because Jesus is there. Folks, if you don't have Jesus, you do not have peace. If you do not have Jesus, you do not have peace peace this song of ascent that we read about here that begins in psalm 120 and as it goes to the song we see that that there's a time that that things are really changing in their life and how that they have to realize is that their only peace they're going to find is when they're going to find it in the lord i want to go back for just a minute if i can to the book of isaiah chapter two if you mark that i want to turn and read there for just a minute When we go to, in Jamaica from time to time, they'll start singing an old, an old uh, spiritual song. An old spiritual song says, and it talks about, I'm going to lay down my burdens. And it kind of repeats itself. And it says, I ain't going to study no more. I ain't going to study war no more. I ain't going to study war no more. And they just kind of keep saying that over and over again. And you kind of get into this song and you start understanding. We're talking about a place that it's perfect peace because war has been removed. Right now, you and I have a war. We have a war of the battle of the, the flesh versus the spirit. <clears throat> but don't you notice here about this city of peace in Isaiah chapter 2? in verse 1. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah here this is again Jerusalem remember we said in the very beginning that Jesus went up to Jerusalem elevation a good 2500 feet up to probably 4000 feet depending on what part of the, the mountain region that you're climbing up but, but a, a great a, a climb but I'll tell you this I believe it's a climb that's worth it and it shall come to pass in the last days oh this gets interesting that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established at the top of the mountains. Oh, did you hear what he said? The Lord's house shall be established at the top of the mountains. And you will talk about, people and to say, well, what's different than this church versus this church? Folks, the Lord's church shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto the it. Notice what happens. It shall come to pass. Isaiah says, shall be. Folks, if God says it's going to happen, I believe it's going to happen. I believe if God set up a church, I believe he's going to set up a church. If God says there's the eternal resting place that we're going to one day, I believe it's going to happen. He says, in the last days. Man, you want to talk about something we need to realize is that in the times people want to refer to how bad or how dark or how dreary things may be in this world, here's what the world needs to know. If you and I are living in what's considered the last days, they're still hoping in a place that they can go. Folks, aren't you glad today to know that heaven and earth may pass away, but the Word of God's going to stand forever? Aren't you glad to know in the very promise that when Jesus said He comes back, He will find His church not dead, but alive and active and proclaiming a glorious gospel? Aren't you glad to know that's true? Aren't you glad to know that up on a hill, somewhere, it's not easy to get to. People are afraid to even try to climb. But aren't you glad to know that up on that hill, in that city of Jerusalem, there's a place that people can flee to and they can find the truth. So many churches turn on their lights and they hang some kind of religious sign over the door. Folks, it absolutely has no meaning whatsoever what name you hang over that door. It's the gospel that needs to be preached. And the people that hear the gospel need to realize is that they are sinful people and they're in need of a Savior. And there's something and there's a peace that they can have. For he said, in the last days that the mountains excuse me, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established right in the top of that mountain. There's rules, I guess you would say, in our life. There's people that rule over us. But if this is the holiest of hills, you will talk go read sometime about Mount Zion being the highest place. Go read about that. If you want to see today that when you want to talk about rank or you want to talk about those above, folks, I believe in this. That if I'm at the the lowest, if I'm at sea level, and there's somebody a thousand feet above me, I want them to know they may be above me, but I believe there's one above them. You know who I believe has supreme rule in this world? It's not any elected official. It's not the Pope or anybody else. Folks, the supreme rule in this life is God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, they are the rule. There's one that's going to sit above everybody else. You may be above me, and that's okay, but I know one that's above us all. I know one that rules and reigns over every single one of us, and that is supreme. You may say this, but I want to say, what does God say? For more important than anything that you may theorize, anything that you may may, may believe to be true, what does God say? For he talks about how that in this mountain, and he talks about the very top, he said, of this mountain shall be established in the top of this mountain. I believe today that God, when He does something, He makes it pretty stable. But let's go on to the latter part of that second verse and shall be exalted above the hills. Lifting up, He talks about above the hills. In all nations, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter from what walk of life that you have or what you've done in life. I believe that He desires to save you. And He says, shall flow into it. We're going to close in just a minute with this third verse. And many people shall go and say, I don't know that that's probably a true statement right now. I don't know that there's a lot of people saying, hey, let's go to the house of the Lord. But you know what he said in that day? He said, there will be many people that shall go. And they will say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. Let us go to the house of God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways. And we will walk in his paths. Notice, notice what's being happening. Many people shall go. It's not easy for people to be many today wanting to go. But he said, many people They're going to be interested in God. And he said, come ye and let us worship. Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, the God, the Lord to the house God of Jacob. He said, I know where the praise, and I know where the, the attention, the focus is going to be. The focus is going to be upon him. Not just so much the place, the focus then is going to be upon person. Let's put this in real simple terms. When I tell people I can't wait to get to church or I may tell somebody more specifically I can't wait to get to shallow. It's not the place that I find magic in. It's the person that we all have as a center of our worship and adoration is where we find our strength. In the world, Jesus may get put on the back To the world today, Jesus may be kind of put to the side. But when we come into this place, the one that is above every single one today, the King of kings and Lord of lords, it is Jesus. And that's what Isaiah is talking about is that there are people today that, that, that are going to have all these philosophies. All these people are going to have their own ideas. But he said what's going to happen is you're going to go to a place and he will teach us of his ways. In of Zion, remember I said Zion, this highest point, out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Oh, wait a minute, folks. You mean we can go up to Jerusalem, we get our strength, and then what do we do? Well, then we have work to do. So the the scriptures teach about people going and coming and going up and down to that Jerusalem. They go to this place and they find their strength, and then they go. Folks, the word of God is not intended to stay in one place. Out of Zion shall go forth the law and the world of the Lord from Jerusalem. Not to Jerusalem, from Jerusalem. In other words, we got a gospel to carry to others. We will walk in his paths. He will teach us his ways. Folks, I believe that's what a New Testament church will do. I believe that we will teach his ways. I believe that we will walk in his path. And I believe that we'll do exactly what he wants us to do. If you're here today and maybe you're thinking that this is the magical place that you need to get to, may we also understand this, that you're not going to find power in this place. The woman at the well, remember she said our fathers worshipped in this mountain. He said, you're, not, you're missing out. He said, as it's, it's, it's powerful as this place is, he said, it's more about not the place but it's more about a relationship with me. That's what he says in John chapter 4. Jesus said, the place is important, but it's not more important than me. Folks, this is an important place. Churches, where people go to, those are important. But folks, there is none more important than Jesus Christ. So today, do you have that song of ascent? Do you need to climb up into Jerusalem? Maybe maybe you're at the foot of the mountain and you are it's time for you to climb. they the, the, the legend has it, or maybe even the idea is that they were about to ascend into a time of, of festivals. And as they were rejoicing, they began to, to sing this song as they began to send up into Jerusalem because they knew that if they could just get to that place, they would find the strength. And that's why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Are you glad about being in the Lord's house? God bless you this morning. That's the very words I had on my heart.